Have you ever wondered what a career in real estate is all about? My 30 Days to Success workbook will teach you what an agent should do from their first day in business through their first 30 days. Everything from finding clients to setting up appointments to deciding what office to join and which type of real estate is good for you, be it residential or be it commercial. 30 Days to Success is a training manual for new people. If you are needing additional training in real estate sales, if your company training program is maybe needing improvement, purchase 30 Days to Success for $79, which includes the link to online training as well as the comprehensive 30 Days to Success workbook. Santa Maria, CEO, Champion School of Real Estate, the nation's leader in real estate education. Our goal is to jumpstart your career, boost your career to the next level, give you insight into what a career as an entrepreneur in real estate is all about. Real estate is the career of top producers, and we are always finding the creme de la creme or best in the business who openly share their steps to success and they are always champions. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Rita. How are you? I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. I've been wanting to get you on my show for an interview for a long time, and you are such a busy lady. When she walked in today, she said, oh, I have to talk to Elizabeth first. And Elizabeth was your counselor when Mm -hmm. you came in. And tell our students a little bit, what were you doing like 20 years ago when you walked in the door and wanted to talk to Elizabeth about getting your real estate license? What was your motivating factor? Well, this is not a good start, but is um, I was going through a divorce and I didn't want to move and I needed uh-huh. to have, be at home with my children more. I had a full service salon and when you're in the salon business, you're gone all the time. And so I had three little kids and needed to be home with them. And so I've always loved this. I've always been into the interior design. My mother was an interior designer and I just thought real estate. I, I think I'd be really good at that. And turns and out you were. <laughs> and By the you grace are. of the good Lord, I, I have made this a success. This is not something I do um, take very lightly. In fact, I brought this in because I am just so personally proud of it. This was the Houston Real Producers magazine fairly recently. And uh, Rhonda inside the cover with these beautiful pictures and so much wonderful information about your business. And when you think it was truly a fairly short time ago that you came in, said, I'm going to change careers and have the mm-hmm. faith to do it. Did you have any fear 
when you made that decision to change careers? I did have fear, but I also had you and the school, which was oh. immensely, I could be a professional student, I will tell you that. Uh, we love professional students. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I'll be sitting back in there. Okay. I need to take some continuing right. education. Uh, um, I was very, I was afraid, but I was excited more than afraid. I thought, you know, I'd bought and sold a few houses and I just love people. And so this gave me an avenue to meet more people, do what I loved and take a new, I mean, I started over at 40 years old. Shh, that'll tell you <laughs> how, how my age there. Um, and so you know, it was one of those things where fear really was not a motivating factor. It was more excitement and embarking on a new career that just really, I, love I it. thought, I can do this. You know, it's, it. it was, it's not been easy and it's very crucial and you have to be very on your game. And my, one of my big catch slogans that I talk to my team members about is be prepared and be so you don't have to be reactive. If you are proactive, you don't have to be reactive. So constant education and really sinking deep down into what you do and to make sure that you understand everything as far as the clients, you know, one of their most valuable possessions is very important. Well, I want to brag on you also. You have in the article, it said 11 designations. So she has all of the designations that we offer, and then some, and we always offer the NAR designations. <clears throat> and uh, you're obviously a firm believer in education. But if you're sitting in our Magnolia room at our Houston North location, you're going to see her on the cover of a magazine a few years ago. And I love that cover because she's sitting on a baby grand piano, in her living room, <laughs> and uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous picture. And all around the state, we mm -hmm. have those collages of our students that are on the covers of magazines because we know it's inspiring to other new people sitting in the classroom. It's like, if she can do that, I can do that. If he can do that, I can do that. Now, I remember going into the classes and looking at all of those pictures on the wall and thinking, oh my gosh, it would be so wonderful to be able to be here. And I think I was in the business about five or six years because that premiere was a, it was a premier agent magazine and that was that done in executive. Uh -huh. Uh -huh, October of 2011 and then comes 21, you know, 22, um, Houston's Real Producers, and exactly. then Small Business Today Houston. So she's been on about three magazines, <laughs> yeah, and it you. is so much fun to hear her story because it is so very inspirational. And with that being said, I'm going to move into right away. How did you, Rhonda, get started in your real estate business? What were the two maybe first few activities you did? Um, I had went to work with a brokerage and I just hit the ground running. I would answer phones. I would, I was that agent that was constantly out there. You know, we have business cards. They don't do any good in our purse and on our wallet. You can all, that you you need to be constantly buying business cards because you go through them so fast. And now, now we have digital business cards, which is great. That's really uh, helped. But um, 
I got in with um, a family and I ended up selling that family four houses because they were relocating. Oh, wow. And uh, within my first six months of career, I was uh, in the Houston Chronicle magazine. And it was noted as one of the up and comers. This is before all of this 40 over 40 under 40, 40 and under 40 20 happened. under 20. Uh-huh. Yes. And so uh, that was pretty exciting. But I just, at night, I was working. I would go into the office and I was, you know, coming up here, running up here, taking a class that I could. So I don't really know if it's just anything. I always say God opens all those doors for me. And I just, walk through. Of course, I pray for that all the time, too. But <laughs> anyway, you just did everything that it takes to get started. Absolutely. Whatever was out there, you were just ready to do. Did you do open houses as well? I did do open houses. I love them. I still love doing open houses. Um, but one big thing that I can say I was very committed to is the client schedule. You know, we as agents, I always also say we don't have days off, we have moments off. So embrace those moments to do your personal things because the next moment may reflect a new change in your schedule because of someone else's schedule. So I really adjusted my schedule to mold for my client's schedule to be there for them. Now, I want you to know this lady, um, she's in the Remax Platinum Club. Hall of Fame. is in the Hall of Fame. Lifetime achievement. (laughs) Lifetime achievement. I love reading that and hearing that, these wonderful things that I read about you and see about you, because at the same time, I know, Rhonda, you actually fostered five children at one point, and you and your sweet husband, Charlie, who's in construction, has a wonderful construction Mm -hmm. company, um, together, how many children do you have now? We have eight children together. Okay. At the time this happened, we had um, five of them were living with us. And then we took in five foster kids. And one of the children, were they were kind of back and forth. So we had 11 children living at our house at one time because I just couldn't bear for these kids to be pushed into the system and separated. And they had been through enough. So... I also have a huge bleeding heart. So <laughs> that is amazing. You also have a house full of pets, I understand. Rita, there is six dogs and three cats at my house as we speak. I'm dog sitting for one of our children that's out of town. And so needless to say, the maid will be there on Thursday because she picks up her pups on um, Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. We are definitely animal people. So I read that when each of your children graduate from high school, Mm -hmm. then they get to pick out their pet of choice. Right. We feel like it's a really good... I've always had animals. My husband would love to move downtown in a high rise, but I'm like, I will always have animals. So unless you're going to get up and walk them and take them out, no. Um, but when they graduate high school, we give them the option. If you want a pet, we will buy a pet so you can take to college with you. We feel like that instills a lot of uh, responsibility because mom's not there to feed the dog or water the dog mm-hmm. or take the dog out. And so, yes, and they all... We've definitely raised a bunch of animal lovers. (laughs) So um, let's think back to your starting out in business and um, having, obviously, uh, your children to raise. 
and knowing that you need to find your niche, you need to do something extra to make things maybe a little easier for your homeowners. What in your background, what expertise do you have that you feel like sort of set you apart, that you're able to make life easier for your sellers? What do you do for them? Well, I give them a lot of options. Uh, My mother was a fabulous interior designer, and my father was an electrical engineer. And I always say, I have to make things be pretty, but also be right. So I will go in with the client on a listing appointment and we'll let them know, okay, we can either price your house as is, and we can make the repairs needed Mm -hmm. for inspection report, or I can consult with you and optimize your profits and let you act as your own investor. With the buyer, how I work with them is say, you know, just look at the bones of this because all the cosmetic finishes can be fixed and rechanged. And, you know, people buy brand new houses from builder and they go in and change it. it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I give that is one of the great attributes that I bring to my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I do my own staging for my sellers, which helps saves quite a bit because even the stages are great. What is staging all about? Well, we have to take down a lot of the personal things, but to make it look neutral so that someone else can see themselves there and not your family there. And also to make it, to give them a a blank slate to where their furnishings may be able to fit in that house as well as uh, yours. So, you know, no crazy colors, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. just making it simplistic. Uh, And it shows easier, you know, Cleanliness goes a long way. So, you know, moving furniture, doing a deep clean before you list. Same thing with your lawn, making sure it's just... So you have to have these hard, difficult conversations with the homeowner. Yes. And and how do you do that? Well, luckily now with HGTV, they say a lot for you. So I tell them, you know, don't fault me. I'm just the messenger. So, um, but I will tell them you can do what you want. You are the boss. I'm just giving you my suggestions. So, and I've luckily been doing this long enough that my accreditation goes a little bit far, you know, and even still, you know, this whole HGTV thing has brought in so much for us because we don't necessarily have to be the bad guy. We can just lay out options for them and let them choose. It's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I am blown away at the number of people that watch all of the shows on flipping houses on listing houses and yet I was so excited just recently on Million Dollar Listing LA our prep book was in the show well I can believe that (laughs) why wouldn't it not be (laughs) I had these nice little messages uh saying oh I saw your champion school of real estate prep book on the show meaning that somebody from L.A. is getting a license, but it was That's too great. funny. It was too funny. But it's very appropriate because you have come a long way yourself. Well, and you've given a lot of people the road you. to get to where we all are. Thank you, Rhonda. I have to say it has been so fortunate for me. A mom with five children, Henry and I had a blended family, and to be able to have raised our children and have grandchildren and at the same time, raise a business and a successful business as your business is very successful. 
And I love saying that because if I can do it, if you can do it, anyone watching today, you can do it too. So my key is not giving up. What is your key to being successful? Blessing the person first, being able to, because, you know, another one of my things I like to say is I'm never motivated by a paycheck. I'm motivated by the relationship. And when you really feel that way and you want to help those people and you are there to be their professional advisor, um, that just opens doors for you because they see your your sincerity. And definitely that comes Mm -hmm. across in your body language, as well as the words that you say. And uh, this lady is definitely very sincere about everything we're talking about today. So um, if we were to go into your beginning to where you are today, and I know that you have a team, how did the team come together? Because often new people in the business say, well, when do I know that I'm ready to start a team? How did your team come together? Well, you're going to laugh at this one because I didn't set out to start a team. I actually had people reach out to me when I met during my prep for my broker classes. Um, And then someone else had called me and said that I have just heard that uh, you're the place I need to be. You're the, you're the agent that I need to go to work for your personality, the way you embrace people. And then the other couple that had come to work for me or work with me, I always say with me, not for Uh me. Um, they, I had met them at a doing videos and posting on social media. And she just said, your energy, I just feel your energy from across the room. And so that's, I didn't so set out to start to a you. team. They, they formed my own team. <laughs> you can't so, do any better than that. Right? So, can I be on your team? Well, okay, sure. <laughs> I love it. It doesn't surprise me at all. Was there a certain time where you realized, okay, I've got this together? And um, was there a defining moment where you realized, hey, I think I've got this. I'm successful. When Steve Levine called me and said, I want you on the cover of Premier Agent. And I remember seeing them all on the walls of Champion School. And I thought it was like, I'm like, what kind of sales pitch is this? I don't want to spend um, all my marketing money is done for the year. Cause this was like, he'd reached out to me at the end of the year mm-hmm. and he goes, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You're you've been nominated and you've gone through the Houston board of realtors and exactly. you were, and I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> little old me. <laughs> so that's, that was probably the most defining moment. And you know, the, the seeing people's smiles and helping deliver their dream of home ownership. And when you start to get those referrals and the repeat business and, you know, tags on your social media saying, Oh my gosh, and if you're looking to buy, you need to call this person. I mean, that's getting and those referrals. Social media is so awesome for us in today's world. Oh yeah. It really opens up to so many different customers and for new people in the business, that don't have much money, but have a lot of time being very aware of social media, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, and letting people know your presence. If you're out taking a listing, you're out taking a listing and you show it. My open house and you can go through Mm -hmm. the open house and show it. I want to go into, I'm 
absolutely certain and convinced how well you work with your sellers and buyers because I hear everybody loves Rhonda. They know your name. And uh, how do you work? How can you tell our students the best way to work with other agents? Let's say you're a listing agent and you're working a transaction with a buyer's agent. How do you make that work with other agents? Well, what I do personally is I will make the phone call myself, though my one of my team associates does a lot of the emails and making sure all the documents are out on time. But I will make the call myself and say, listen, you know, we're both on the same side of the fence trying to get to the same goal. Let's make a new friend along the way. Let's make this as pleasant as we can for our buyers and sellers and be open to communication. Because even if we have a problem, a problem is only fixed if you bring it to the surface and you address it. So there's going to be lots of problems, you know, termites, what have you, Mm -hmm. probate, Mm -hmm. you know, but work through those together and set the precedence by calling the other agent, introducing yourself and tell them you're looking forward to a wonderful transaction. And just try to work together. Mm -hmm. And don't do it with an email. The phone call really puts some personal, yes, it puts some personal flair to it. Now, I know your husband, Charlie, is in construction. Mm -hmm. So does that help? very much having his expertise in the background. Uh, oh, absolutely. Okay. We have worked together. Um, and, you know, my husband is a great general contractor. We have some of the same people that have worked for us for 40 years or him. I'm not that old yet. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, but long story short, now their kids are working for him. But I, he will look over my inspection reports and let me know if there's something really detrimental. He's also an insurance adjuster and specializes in remediation projects for a lot of the restoration companies in the area. So he helps me that way by saying, okay, this is no big deal because some of those um, reports really scare the bejesus out of people. And, Mm -hmm. but it's something that we see every day. That's no big deal, but we have to learn how to calm them down. So I would say, you know, Get your first, you know, get get a contractor that you feel comfortable with or tell the homeowner to please reach out to whomever you know that is a professional as far as construction goes so they can give a sense of urgency. Um, there you go. And matter of fact, Charlie works with a lot of uh, realtors. He oh, does. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. I was going to say, if you don't have a construction general contractor in your back pocket, yeah. uh, you actually told everyone what I was going to say, find someone that is in that area that has expertise and maybe it's actually just asking your professional inspector to do a really mm-hmm. thorough job of describing what this problem is, what might the outcome be, what might the fix be on Correct. that. And we put together a nice list when you're an agent and agents know that that are watching today have that great list so that you have something to offer all of your clients with the plumbers, the electricians, mm-hmm. the inspectors, the appraisers. Yes. So we've changed our market a little bit from the last couple of years with COVID. A little bit? Well, <laughs> I'm being very kind. <laughs> our market has changed tremendously. Yes, it has. Since but- COVID. How have you personally dealt with this change in the marketplace? Well, we have, for many, many, many years, we've been done a pendulum swing from buyer to seller to seller to buyer. And it now seems like we're in such a balanced market. So it's 
it's become great because I feel like people are becoming more professional and people are being, they realize the importance of an appraiser going out and not only just doing a very quick appraisal, but really digging deep into those to make sure that everybody's treated fairly. Um, same thing with the inspector. I always tell my buyers that, and my sellers, this is not a personal attack, but these people are professionals of their field and they need to give you all the information. So just, okay. you know, it's just very crucial that we understand and that we have the resources that we can reach out to. And I think that was where we were going with that. We were. In fact, what you just said is so perfect on the front end to tell your buyers the professional inspector is there to do their job. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be a scary report because they are obligated to hit every single part of your house from top to bottom. But don't let it scare you. Correct. And just work within it. And if you need a follow-up from a roofer, if you need a follow-up from a plumber, go get it and I'll help you find those people to make you feel better about what's being said. And maybe the answer is you shouldn't buy the house. Well, and for instance, like I had a uh, ceramic Mexican style tiled roof Uh and it was a new construction with a very reputable builder and the inspector, and you need to remember this, the inspectors are an inspector. They are not a professional in that field. So he inspected something which was correct mm-hmm. for a composition roof. So you have to reach farther out and say, okay, well then this is what this is, but let's reach out to the builder. Let's see what their superintendent says. Let's okay. reach out to a roofer that specializes in tiled roofs. And that's their job. And um, that is exactly, so sometimes you have to go a little farther than just saying, okay, my buyer requests this and the seller says no. And going back and forth, you may have to seek the professional in that actual field. Do you find yourself using your interior design background when you're showing a property? Oh, Does yes. It just come naturally. How it do you comes do that? natural, yes. Because so many, if you're showing older homes, a lot of people like an open concept floor plan now. Mm-hmm. So going through, especially if you're looking in the heights or, you know, Woodland Heights or Timber Grove, downtown, somewhere that you've got a lot of older construction. And to be able to walk through and say, and just have the vision. I, I have that vision. I have too much vision, my husband says, because it cost him money. Um, then I'll go in and say, oh, we could take this wall in, add this here, add a little bookshelf here, do this, you know, open up, you know, mm-hmm. making the floor plan their own and giving them the location they want with the design that they have in their mind. And of course, that's a great lead on for me to say that we have our staging class and um, it's available for all of our students to take. You don't have to be a realtor to take that particular course. Rosemary Bickford teaches that staging class. I did take that. Too. You took that one too. <laughs> and the luxury home course. I'm sure you I took, took that, that one, one too. also. <laughs> and the negotiation course and the ABR. I the saw ABR. all of your designations mm-hmm. by your name. Education, definitely the name of the game. If you've been out of business for a while and need to understand etiquette in the workplace, or you want to know how to better manage your time, then you need business etiquette. You're on a lunch date with a customer and you want to feel confident about dining etiquette and introducing your clients correctly to others. 
you also need business etiquette. This course also teaches you how to public speak, how to set your lifetime and daily goals. If you're in sales, this course and class is a must. We sometimes believe times have changed to casual, but casual does not mean non-professional. Our Champion School of Real Estate Etiquette course fills up quickly for people from all walks of life. The loud voices of body language, the slam dunk preparation for the job interview, the powerful first impressions you want to make with your clients, all of these are part of this must-take two-day course. It's through Champion School of Real Estate's virtual campus, so you can enjoy the course from home. The best $145 you can spend to get you prepared for your new career. when you were in the classroom uh what was your favorite course and why you know i don't know that either one of them were a favorite or not because they were all packed so full of knowledge yes and you can't take one without the other one it's like they all like they have their own specialty Mm -hmm. but and all the instructors were so great i i just i had such a personal relationship with them because i'm that student that like raises her hand all the time because I have to be in the know. And I'm if I'm not in the complete know, I'm going to make sure I understand it before I leave. And teachers love that. Yeah. So uh, and I would sit up in the very front and I would be like, you know, have my just totally attentive. Um, But I don't know that I had a favorite. Um, And I love it that you were a professional student or said you could be a professional student. And I still am. (laughs) Because I'm coming back. <laughs> yes, you are coming back and getting some more hours. We yes. get to have you the rest of your professional life at Champion School of Absolutely. Real Estate. Absolutely. Is there a particular coach that you like? Did you ever use a coach? Do you recommend coaching when you're a new person? How did that work in your I career? never I never had a coach. Mm-hmm. Um I sat through a Brian Buffini seminar and I read a lot of books. You know, it was, there's so many books out there uh-huh. of what to do, but I never joined a coaching program. Um, I'm just a book person. Yeah. So I would just, we get that a lot. We get, no, I had help from a mentor or my company's training class. And then there are others that say, mm-hmm. oh, I was required with this company to get a coach if I came on board. Um, but definitely it's a 50, 50 type thing. Well, and a lot of the brokerages that you go with have their own platforms and education within their websites, you know, all the different brokerage houses do. So when you are, instead of watching television, watch a podcast or watch, get on your, you know, website that you, with the brokerage you decide to go with and dive into their education. Cause I guarantee you there's a section in their website for that. Let me ask a question. You hit on it lightly a few minutes ago about sellers, buyers wanting an open concept right now. Is there an overriding trend that you see in our industry as far as what buyers are looking for 
And is it causing any kind of remodel of homes? Any trend in new colors that students might want to know about? There are new colors and people are going a lot with the whites and the grays and the dark grays. And I'm actually going to be doing a little seminar on that on my social media. There That's going to be my next week thing where I talk okay. about different and colors and trends. how would they watch that? Would they be able to see that? Uh, yes, I'm going to, I've got my Instagram and my Facebook. It's uh, Rhonda okay. Williford Home Solutions. You can Google me on a lot of those things and just Rhonda Williford. Uh, is going to be on my personal page. Uh, and then I also double what I put on my personal with my business, if Perfect. it's business related. Uh, but a lot of my influence comes from my personal page. So I just make sure that all of those, um, all of that audience gets at least a little taste of what I do. What you do. Um, Your but, expertise. Yeah. And so many times people do when they go in and they paint to sell or purchase, I get so many calls saying, oh my gosh, my paint turned out blue or purple or, you know, so it's important that if you give that advice that you can really stand behind it. So um, you can also reach out to me directly and text me if you'd like to, to get some of the new trending colors. We always put the exact company and the exact name when we use any colors in our books on what's new and trending, mm -hmm. especially with the lighter colors, because exactly, invariably, if you're going to give out a color name or number, make sure you've tried it yourself because it can be totally, yes. totally Or have different. your contractor, which is what my husband does. He gives samples. He puts samples up and that's so helpful. And always make sure he does it on the same door so you can see if your door is a different color than your trim or, you know, you decide to go a different design scheme there that you can butt those colors up next to each other. So how does Rhonda Williford prepare for a listing oh appointment? Y'all are going to laugh. I don't even have a listing presentation. It's just all up here. I don't walk in with my... And I was hoping we weren't going to touch because I'm embarrassed to say. No, that's very common for people that do it so much. Yes. Well, and what I do is I get the comparables. I have them send me pictures of the home, uh -huh. uh, even if it's just snapshots on their their phone. Uh -huh. um, ask them when their last time they've done any remodeling, replacements of ACs, roofs, plumbing, etc. And then do a comparable and I come in with those mm -hmm. comparables mm -hmm. and then I uh, will go through them with what their seller's costs are going to be. Mm -hmm. um, kind of prepare like a little preliminary um, settlement statement. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I project the a projected close date and I will have my title company as well kind of do a little proration of uh taxes for me. And then I go in there and say, this is what your bottom dollar is if we sell for this, this, and this. And just kind of educate myself as much as I can before I walk in their door, because I don't give a price until I've actually viewed it mm -hmm. to see, do I need to do staging? Is it perfect like it is? Do we need to change colors? Do Because those, all those things can actually change a price. It really can. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that because in my 30 days to success, but for new people jump starting your career, I'm so glad you said it. We hadn't even talked at all about this, but I say don't go on your first appointment with a price because you may walk into that house and it may be, as you know, totally cluttered and it's going to require a lot of work, a lot of cleanup, 
And now you've already set that dollar amount in their brain. So as you said, you go, you visit, you look at it, and then decide where do we need to be on list price. And or the flip side, they can, you get there, they give you an address, you do some numbers, you give them a price, and then they say, oh, well, I do have a half of a lot next door that I'm going to go ahead and combine in. So now they think you have them underpriced. Exactly. So I only price within the comparables of the recent sold. If it's a signature property, I'm very much an advocate of if I can't price it, then I need to find somebody who can price it. And I will call in a master appraiser, mm -hmm. a general appraisal, somebody based upon um, that type, like type property, because there's different levels of appraisers and you need to know that there's somebody that can appraise for under 5,000 square feet. Someone that can do over 5,000 square feet and can do commercial as well as residential. So it's making sure that you understand what kind of appraiser you can call and have them go in and do an appraisal. Because what you don't want to do is leave money on the table for your sellers, but you also don't want to overlist it if it doesn't have the value there. Because then you're going to get into an appraisal problem when you do go. And if you go under contract and a bank won't lend on that money and won't land on the property is if exactly if they're doing financing. Mm -hmm. We use our appraisers a lot more, and I want our students to be aware of that. It is so worth the money spent to have an appraiser help you out because, yes, you use your comps. You have a wonderful, good idea of what it should list for. But if you have that seller that is looking at you with such so many questions and not really believing what Rhonda has to say, an appraiser going in where this is their full-time job, and you mm -hmm. mentioned general appraiser, which I appreciate. Um, they are so good because they can do commercial if it's mm -hmm. like in that transitional neighborhood between Correct. commercial and residential. Um, very smart that you do that. And we also just got approved by Trek in Texas to be able to allow our official appraisal courses for appraisers to be, we can actually use those for continuing ed for SAE. Well, I have sat in so through many of that. your appraisal classes just so that I could have the knowledge because an appraiser does not even price a house as we do as a realtor. And a lot of people don't know that. Exactly. So... Exactly. Mm -hmm. You are educated. I love Only it because that of she you. has so much education <laughs> under her belt. It's all her I fault. Love it. <laughs> so sweet. Makes me so happy when I see people that have come through the school. And I know you were so worried when you sat with Elizabeth. And then 20 years later here, you're just so, so fulfilled with your career. It's, it's awesome. So what do you do, Rhonda, in your spare time? What do you like to do for fun? I love to cook. That is my thing. I am the world's worst baker, and my children will tell you that. I will bake a cake, and it'll be raw in the center and burnt on the bottom. And I blamed it on the first three ovens I had and realized that after that, there's a common denominator there, <laughs> it's and not it's not the, the oven. ovens. But I love to cook, and I love to garden. And we do have a beach house, so when my husband can get me away from work, we go and we go down to Galveston. Because we all know we need that personal time, business time, and then your time, the Rhonda time. So gardener, I love that. Mm -hmm. So we're talking vegetables or flowers? Flowers, or vegetables, 
everything except for like pulling out trees. I don't, I don't do that manual labor, (laughs) but yes, I do love to, and I've even got my husband into gardening. He's, he loves it too. So that's what I do, believe it or not, is my downtime. I love Mm -hmm. it. And everybody has to have something. And what I find is when you go away to that something, you get wonderful ideas. It's very inspiring because all of a sudden you're like, oh, I should add this to the curriculum or I should add this to my uh, social media format. Or your systems. You're thinking about what can I do to make my systems easier. And so like, it's so funny because sometimes I'll tell one of my agents, I'm like, I just want to go do a real person thing, like do the dishes or clean my house because, (laughs) or I'm going to mop today because it's a real person. It's a real person activity. Yeah, it's not a real estate activity. It allows you not to have to think about your business all the time. Mm -hmm. So let's finish on this. I'm a new person sitting in the classroom at Champion School of Real Estate. I have very little money, but I want to get my company started. I want to get my business started because now I'm an entrepreneur. What recommendation of everything out there would you say to this new person right now to help get them started in their new career? Social media. I mean, you can go to builders to do videos. You can go ask people to do, if you don't have any listings, ask call agents and ask them if you can do their, an open house at one of their listings. Um, Do a little podcast, take a class, share what you learned in that class, because there's so much information here at the school that you can go and be, just be excited and share that on your social media. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And go out and maybe just check some of those neighborhoods and see where they are. Right. And try to find your niche market. If you have a niche market or you want to specialize in farm and ranch or you want to specialize in high-rise living, try to figure out your niche market. Good advice. Do you want to know what successful people in real estate do every day? Learn the how, the why, the what of their daily success by tuning in to our Champion School of Real Estate podcast every week. Every Wednesday, we will add new insights to elevate your entrepreneurship and help you make new breakthroughs in your business. You can do it. We can help at Champion School of Real Estate weekly podcast.